0: Oh, come on in. It is overtime with Jonathan Beetle and on this Wednesday. Hope you guys are all having yourselves a lovely, lovely Wednesday. They don't do the hump day anymore, do they? I just thought about that. I just, in my brain, went a couple different ways. I need to get Nick to record a hump day for me. And then I was like, did they do the hump day anymore? I felt like I didn't hear a hump day earlier, but I might have just missed that. I was busy just going all around to a million different places, it felt like. And obviously, you know, staying tuned into the radio station and what we have. And we got a lot for you guys today. Daryl Ryder at 8 o'clock. We are going to do the fan focus at 9. We got off the beaten path at 9.40. We have no breaking Guardians news to interrupt us. And we have no baseball game to interrupt us. We have a clear runway to talking sports with you guys tonight. And where I want to start with you guys is where I thought about going yesterday. And I said, I said to myself, not yet. Let's wait. This isn't a Tuesday conversation. This is a Wednesday conversation. And I will be talking with you guys before the game gets underway tomorrow night. So it's going to be a little bit of a tomorrow conversation as well. But today was the day. If Deshaun wanted to play in the preseason, should he be playing? And are the Browns taking advantage of the extra game the right way? And I know a lot of people are split on this. Now, what I find funny is that and not funny like funny ha ha or anything like that, but just you know interesting. More is that I am on a different side of this fence than what I normally would be on. Every now and then I come up with these scenarios where I'm like, wait, I, I even surprise myself. I remember talking with Wes one time. I it was it was coming home from doing one of his TV shows. And he used to drive me home. I always liked it. It was be, uh, for a long time when I lived downtown, I didn't have a car. I Ubered everywhere. And so I would Uber from the radio station to the TV show. And the deal was, if I did the TV show with Les, he would give me a ride back home downtown because it was all of like seven minutes from the studio and it was on his way. But it really, ultimately, it was just a nice way for me and him to bond for another, you know, seven to 10 minutes, whatever it was. And we would just, we would talk and we would talk things out. And, and here I am. You know, at that point, I'd only been in Cleveland a few years, you know, three years or so, uh, three, four years, nothing crazy, nothing wild. I mean, I've only been there, you know, seven years, but I feel like it's at this point, I'm way more, I don't know, comfortable in my Cleveland ness, so to speak, than what I was even at that time when I was talking to Les about these type of things. And I was going through shows and I was telling him what I liked and what I didn't like. And he was a good person to just listen and then tell you what his thoughts were, and then whether or not they jived or didn't jive. And I'll never forget one time me telling him one of the fundamental thoughts I have in sports radio and him being like, hadn't thought of that, been doing this for, you know, 40 years. Love that. You're 100% right. One of the the things I told him that I really truly believe is I, I think it sucks when you have a radio host and you know what they're going to say before they even say it. I think it makes for bad radio. And being a solo radio host, I think that's even the worst thing you can do. Like, I know Jonathan's thoughts before Jonathan even knows his thoughts is not great. You know, it's not necessarily that you always have to be contradicting yourself or anything like that. It's just the idea that sometimes even throwing yourself for a curveball works because you, the audience, don't have the predictable nature of understanding what I am. This this works in relationships too, right? Same type of thing. Nobody wants to date somebody that as predictable as the day is long. You want to date somebody with a little bit of an edge to themselves. Like, I don't know. I think they're going to go for the... If something as mundane as... Are they going for the pizza? They always go for the pizza. Well, Today the day they went for the lasagna. I don't know what that was about. Got to keep people guessing sometimes. It keeps it interesting. And I'm telling you this take comes honestly. This is not me just trying to go and, and do one of my tried and true principles of the business that Les happened to co-sign for me. This was just me... Being who I am, but it surprised me. You know, sometimes you sit back and you think about these things and it just, it doesn't add up to what it typically would. Typically, I would be the guy in this role where I would tell you, and I think 80 to 85% of our listening audience would tell you the same, that playing a quarterback in the preseason is banana land. It's stupid. It's dumb. You shouldn't do it. I would venture – I don't know. I don't have numbers on this. It's just a a, a guess on my part. 80 to 85% of people out there would say you don't play the quarterback because the only thing that can happen, only good thing that can happen is the quarterback – well, not many good things can happen, but then obviously the quarterback can get injured, which is a bad thing, and you don't want that. Your season just poof, up in smoke because you wanted to what? And And – I believe that to be true for a large majority of quarterbacks in this league. What I would tell Joe Burrow is not what I would tell Deshaun Watson, which is not what I would tell Aaron Rodgers. I'd tell Burrow not to play a snap until he signs his contract. Literally, don't step on the field in the preseason unless you have a deal that would ensure that your grandkids will be driving Lambos their entire life. Aaron Rodgers. I would tell Aaron Rodgers to be out there. Aaron Rodgers can sleepwalk through training camp. He has in Green Bay. He's been pretty vocal about this training camp, that he, he's in a new spot. He's got some new wide receivers, at least a new number one wide receiver in Garrett Wilson. He wants to try to get along and make sure that he's on the same page. Go out there, throw some passes, try to wipe off what happened. I know everyone's like, oh, he went 4-1 and one down the stretch last year to close it out with Green Bay. He went 4-1, and one, but his numbers weren't good during that 4-1 and one stretch. Aaron Rodgers... Did not have it all of a sudden figured out in the back part of the season the way that narrative suggests. 86 passer rating was fine. Not great. So yeah, Aaron Rodgers, I think you got to find out whether or not what you have in New York is something sustainable. He restructured a lot of money for the reason, that, at least in my mind, that if he didn't feel like he had enough weapons and a team like, I don't know, let's say Tampa Bay with a lot of weapons, Mike Evans, guys like that, uh, you know, if all of a sudden they're One and four to open up the year, maybe they make a trade over there. I think it makes a lot of sense. But the advice I would give Aaron Rodgers is different than the advice I would give Joe Burrow, which is different than the advice I'd give somebody like Justin Fields. Justin Fields in Chicago has no business being out there in the preseason. He's gearing up for year three. He's young. I just I don't need to see it. Lamar Jackson, same story. I don't need to see it. Lamar Jackson has missed 10 games in the previous two years. Sorry, you're made of glass. I don't want you out there, but when it comes to Deshaun, I want to see him out there. I want to see him out there. I want to see him playing snaps, and if Deshaun Watson were to go to Kevin Stefanski and say, I want to play in the preseason, I would co-sign the move. I think it makes logical sense for Deshaun Watson to be out there, but you got to do it under a couple guidelines, one being that, you gotta make sure it's it's bubble screens and it's pitches. It's I mean there's there's really not much in between. You are you are dumbing down the offense. We are not having Deshaun Watson out there so he can gel with Amari Cooper. That was what last year was for. That's what training camp is for. Sorry, that's not what we're in the business of. I don't need him to impress me with Elijah Moore seam routes. I just I'm sorry, I just don't. That's not what I'm here for. What I need out of Deshaun Watson is. And the only reason why I would co-sign this, and it's a shock to me because I'm usually in the camp of please don't hurt yourself, get yourself to week one, but the reason why is that Deshaun Watson is going through something that only one other quarterback in league history has ever gone through, and that is playing so few amount of games in the previous thousand days that his speed, his game speed, he hasn't seen it the same way as all but Michael Vick ever did. Michael Vick went 977 days between games. Michael Vick came back that first year was whatever. Year two, he was off to the races. I need Deshaun Watson to be able to know what is coming, to be able to see the defenses, to see the game speed, to see all the things that we can't have him simulate in practice because in practice, Miles Garrett might beat Jedrick Wills like a drum, but it doesn't matter. Because at the end of it, even though Miles Garrett beat him, there was no fear installed for Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson knew he was going to be safe. He knew even if he ended up getting touched by Miles Garrett. Okay, fine, you got beat, but you didn't actually get beat. It's almost like the uh, the uh, the the logic people used for seatbelts for a million years. It was it was fraught, but it's what... Brought with problems, but it's what people use. It was always like, uh, uh yeah, people not wearing seatbelts are safer because they're more cautious because they understand that if they get in an accident, they're gonna fly right through the windshield. It's like, what? How does that make sense? People are like, oh, yeah, he's safer in, in preseason games because, uh, you know, he knows he's gonna actually get hit. No, no, there's 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 risk there, there's there's no question about it. There's risk in playing a preseason game, the same way there was risk for Joe Burrow a- getting injured in a non contact drill. The same way he could have gotten injured walking his dog down the street. There, there's risk for everything with these quarterbacks. I, You know, it's it's why, like, uh, remember the story of Cam Newton? Uh, Cam Newton in Carolina one week. And it was a very devastating accident. But Cam Newton was in one of those, those like, plastic bubble things. You know, like, like kids use in order to, like, you know, play around with. And he was in one of those. And he got hit. And it, it caused an injury. People are like, oh, my gosh hope he's okay. Yeah, I hope he's okay, too. But the man has to realize there's certain things you just can and cannot do as a quarterback. There's certain things that are going to cause all sorts of problems. So Deshaun Watson can get injured doing anything is the point. He can get injured on a jet ski. He can get injured walking down the street. He can get injured tying his shoes. He can get injured sneezing. There's a million things he can get injured by. I don't want to put him in bubble wrap. I want to see what he can do, Uh, but more importantly, I want to give him the best opportunity in week one to succeed, and the best opportunity in week one to succeed is watching Deshaun Watson go out there, play in the preseason, and I'm not saying play a bunch of quarters or anything like that or a bunch of snaps. Patrick Mahomes is averaging 26 snap attempts in the preseason throughout his NFL career. He plays in every single game over the previous two years that he could. Maybe play 30 or 35. Maybe play 40. I don't know what that number is, but Deshaun Watson will know that number. We all know what happened when he went up against Houston week one for him last year. He looked like he was seeing ghosts out there. I want to get that part away. If that means that he has to go on and play an embarrassingly long amount of any of these given games because he can't, he doesn't have it. Like he's the dude with the driving range that just continues to slice the ball 225. Right to the right side, and you're like, oh, oh, this guy's never gonna get this figured out. That's fine. If he's gotta be out there for three quarters because he's gotta find a way to make sure that he can see the field and it doesn't seem too fast for him. And in those three quarters, you are simply doing bubble screens and you are pitching the ball off to whatever running back you want in the backfield. But the important part is that he sees the beginning part of it. He watches the formations line up, he watches what happens when the play gets called, and so be it. Who am I to judge? It almost feels like what happened with the Guardians when they made the mistake in spring training. Remember this? I hammered the Guardians. Absolutely hammered them because James Karinchek. the one thing everyone told me this offseason was that he didn't know because he's fidgety, he plays with his hair, he plays with the ball. He didn't know exactly how to deal with the pitch clock. That was the rumor about James Karinchek. And then what happened? I said in spring training, I said, it's simple. Do what Zach Greinke just did. Zach Greinke had come out of an outing where Zach Greinke, in spring training, wanted to work on his pickoff attempt. He went two and a third's innings, and all he did was just throw the ball back to first base to practice his pickoff attempt, and then on top of it, would throw 40-mile-per-hour pitches to home plate. Didn't even exhaust himself throwing real pitches. And if they got a home run, they got a home run. If they hit the ball for an out-to-center field, they hit the ball for an out-to-center field. He just didn't care. That's what Deshaun Watson has to do. Turn this into spring training baseball where you don't care about the outcome because nobody cares about the outcome. You don't care about the completion percentage because nobody cares about the uh, completion percentage. And the only thing you focus on is the only thing we worry about with you, Deshaun. And that is, can you deal with the game speed that the NFL brings that you can't replicate in practice? Just focus on that. This isn't hard. So that's where I side with the people that say Deshaun Watson should be out there for the Hall of Fame game. Deshaun Watson should be out there as many opportunities as he can get. And honestly, any of these players, week one against the Bengals comes awfully fast. And week one in the NFL matters an absolute ton. Think about, I just i mentioned the Jets. Think about what week one means for them. All these teams, week one right out of the gate means an absolute ton. I would let each one of these players decide what they feel comfortable with. And if Deshaun says he wants to play and do the plan that I just put out there, who am I to tell him no? Two one six four seven four double O ninety two. 92 Deshaun wanted to play in the preseason. Should he be playing? Are the Browns taking advantage of this extra game enough? You'll hear from Albert Breer. You'll hear from Brady Quinn as well, but we'll take your phone calls. On Twitter, there you can find me. I am at Jay Peterlin. It's overtime with Jonathan Peterlin here with you on the fan. Doesn't matter how you get there: surf, parachute, skydive. I'm not killing the Browns if they don't get Deshaun to at least see some snaps, but this one feels like an easy thing they can do to make sure that they have Deshaun as ready as he can be. That's all we're trying to get to. Get Deshaun to as ready as he can be for week one. Your season starts earlier this year. There's no opening uh, game up against Tennessee, so to speak. You got the Bengals out of the gate. You take on the AFC North three times in the first four weeks. You got the 49ers in your week five. I mean, this it's right away. And, and it's funny, I brought up the Jets a little bit last segment. A couple times in regards to Aaron Rodgers but Aaron Rodgers has decided that he wants to uh, do some more preseason work than what he normally would do, and his basis on that is that he's got a brand-new team to deal with. And I'm like, okay, that makes sense. You got a brand-new team you got to deal with. I understand you wanted to make sure that you're comfortable. I think it's got more, though, to do with the fact, and outside of the Hall of Fame game and everything they've already decided, I think it's got more to do with the fact that one of the best games we have in week one of the season is Josh Allen versus Aaron Rodgers. Out of the gate – they take on Josh Allen. Out of the gate, we take on Joe Burrow. But they got Josh Allen into Dak Prescott and Dallas, New England into Kansas City, into Denver, into Philadelphia. They take on the two Super Bowl contending teams in a matter of three weeks, come October 1st to October 15th. In the first six weeks of the season, they have an absolute ridiculously hard schedule. Well, for us, the first five weeks of the season is a ridiculously hard schedule by all counts. Now, there's an easy path to our schedule as well. There's definitely a, a roadmap where our schedule opens up later on in the season, but you got to get there. And I think setting the tone early in week one is what matters the most. There is no, in my estimation, there is no wiggle room for Deshaun Watson to to kind of float down the lazy river to start off the year and ease his way into it. We are hitting the ground running here. It's What I love about the NFL, the sense of urgency attached to every single season, but this year in particular... Every game early on feels like it matters so much more for setting the tone up against some of these really good AFC teams. Look at Aaron Rodgers versus Josh Allen week one. Jets-Buffalo. Aaron Rodgers snipes off the Buffalo Bills. Guess who's here for the entire season? They lose that game, completely different tone. Now, I don't think it's the same if we lose to Joe Burrow. I really don't. But you lose to Pittsburgh the week after that, You start 0-2 because Deshaun is a little tepid. You know, last year he got no reps before he entered. I mean, he got reps in the preseason. We all saw what happened in in that one preseason game in Jacksonville. But he was went 11 weeks, 10 weeks without seeing action at all and then got into practices. But again, no game, film, no reps, no anything like that. And he was throwing ducks. He was out there. He looked like he owed the mob money. I'm just trying to make sure Deshaun Watson is good. We're all trying to get to the same place. That's the heart of this conversation. Two one six four seven four to below ninety two. Eddie gonna lead us off here on the fan. Well, Eddie.
1: Hey, how you doing?
0: What's up, Eddie? Hey, hey um,
2: you know, the I do I want Deshaun Watson to play a little bit just to just to have some uh you know, some chemistry or whatever with that. Yeah, very little. I, Deshaun Watson,
1: and I want,
2: you know, and I, it's, it's not just you, it's a lot of people. I want them to have his same energy when this guy balls out. Like the same energy that people have when they have all this treposition uh, about whether or not this guy is going to. Have you heard me, Eddie? You know? You've heard. You've heard. No, me. no, 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 I know. But I mean, it's, it's, it's almost like he needs to go out there and show us, you know, how to play foot game speed. And I know this, this guy hasn't played football and. Ten years, and when he when he was good, he wasn't that good. You know, I mean, it's 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 almost like I mean we forgot that he was a good quarterback, a great you know a, a, a elite quarterback, and it's all of this like he needs to do this, and like like he going out for CYO. I mean, it's it's amazing. It's it, it, I mean, I want I just want people to have the same energy when he balling out. You know what I mean? That they have now when they have like all this like well, I don't know what he's gonna do. You know, I don't know what the shine we're gonna get and all that. No, he don't need to go out there and play a lot in the preseason. Ask Cooper Cup and all some of these other guys that's out there. You know, I don't. I don't want my quarterback to be. I don't want my season. I know what my season's gonna look like if, if Deshaun Watson goes I, out. I know what Eddie, that's gonna look he like. Would've, he would have.
0: He would have earned more benefit of the doubt, I think, in people's mind, if in the, the six games last year he completed higher than fifty-eight percent of his passes, and if he looked like a competent quarterback, then he, he would have earned. He, didn't, he, he hadn't played in a while, man. He hadn't played in. That's a while. That's the point.
2: So you say. So you say. That's the guy point. Play football? Yeah, but that was last year. That's the not, point. I mean, you don't. The, the, okay, this is the same thing that you said when you said that. Uh, you know, um, you know, Baker Mayfield and Odell Beckham should have been hooking up in these uh off-season workouts and everything. And he went to he went to the Rams, and all of a sudden him and Matthew Stafford. I know they had worked out all summer. But they were clicking. I mean, it it, it doesn't really that none of that matters, guy. It doesn't really matter. The game it speed doesn't. doesn't matter. You're a baller. You're not.
0: The game I mean, speed seriously. doesn't matter. The game speed mattered last year. But,
2: but how how did how did Odell Beckham go out there and ball out during that playoff period of time? But we were all here talking about how
0: you're talking completely been, different. You're talking well, apples and bowling balls here, he Eddie. He should have
2: been underneath. He should have been underneath Baker Mayfield's right arm, and they should have been working out together and building this chemistry. Amazing chemistry. It's oh, nothing to do with chemistry. It's a falsehood.
0: This is nothing to do it's with falsehood. chemistry, Eddie. I appreciate you as always, friend. This has nothing to do with chemistry. Z- zilch. not a not. Hey, Deshaun Watts, I, what part of he can throw the ball in bubble screens, get rid of it right away, for all I care. And he can and he can do the just little handoffs for three quarters if he wants to. I don't really care. Hell, he can snap back in shotgun formation. He can snap back, say hike watch the defense come, just get the feel for it, and then throw the ball into the, the tuba section, as John Dorsey would say, and I'm good. I'm all right. That's all I need. That's it. It's nothing to do with chemistry. Uh, he's doing enough of that with Elijah Moore and all these other receivers and all the different places he went and worked out with the at. I'm talking more about the idea that the man has to be able to see what a pass rush looks like in game speed, NFL speed, That's what makes the most difference to me. It's not necessarily about the other parts of this. It's about game speed, seeing it, and making sure that he can be all right. Because that's where he failed last year. I I think he prepared himself as well as he possibly could going into last year and then sitting down and waiting until that that game against the Texans. I think he prepared himself as well as he could have. Honestly, I really do. I think there's a couple things that got in the way of that preparation, but ultimately why he wasn't successful is because you can't possibly replicate what you do in shorts and a t-shirt on an actual NFL field. You need to be able to see people that want to tear your head off. And even if they are they're, they know and you know and everyone in the building knows that what they're doing out there and trying to get to you as the quarterback is a – it's a futile effort because you're just going to throw the ball in the tuba section. Who cares? Do it. It's it's preseason football. It means nothing. And I know mean, what you guys are saying? Well, all right. Well, you know, what if he happens to get injured during this game? I'm telling you, put yourself in a position where the only thing you count, only thing you count is just seeing the game speed and you put yourself in a position where you can't possibly then get injured. If you got injured, it's because somebody went after the play was gone and took one of the cheapest of cheap shots the world has ever seen. I'll roll the dice on that happening. I'll roll the dice on that happening with the idea that Deshaun Watson needs this type of work. And you guys know I've been in Deshaun's corner. I have been in his corner. I have stuck up for the fact I think he's going to be really good this year, but you got to hit the ground running in week one. There is no doubt in my mind. You got to be good right away for this team. Two one six four seven four to below ninety two. If Deshaun wanted to play in the preseason, take this out of Kevin Safansky's hands. If he says, "Hey, coach, I want to play this preseason," first off, I do think it would be his call. But should he be playing? If you guys were in charge, I would say Deshaun stay out there as long as you feel comfortable. Moment you feel like you're under attack, or you feel like you're going to end up in a situation where we're going to be in jeopardy. And have our you know what in the jackpot for week one. Well, then we back that off. But until then, let's dance. Chris, up next in the fan. Well, Chris. Hey, JP, how are you? Hey, what's up, Chris? I love the way that you get like worked up with people and then go,
3: "I really appreciate you." Right at the end,
1: <laughs> just, it's just, I it's, do.
3: It's I just, do. Uh, it's just it's hilarious to me because I do <laughs> I do the same exact thing. It just makes me crack up. Um, hey, with with Deshaun Watson, I I think he does need to get out there um, at least for a half. Um, against, I think, I, I don't think it should be against, like, the worst guys. I think he needs to get out there against some pretty decent guys on another defense. Um, but I also think that maybe, I think our expectations are really, really high because of what he got paid. But, I mean, are you okay if he's, like, top 10 instead of, like, top 5, um, at least for this team with this roster? Like, even if he comes back as 80% of Deshaun Watson, is that is that acceptable? Because part of me thinks that that's that's maybe what we're going wor- to get
1: I'm about 100
3: but it, it, is 80 percent good enough is 80 is percent Deshaun Watson good enough for this team to thrive I, I don't know like part in of this, me thinks this in it.
0: this AFC not to cut you off there but in this AFC I don't think it is like we had the, we had the tears the other day the Sando tears and he was 11th and like normally you think all oh, 11th in, in the in football is great and it's like well not when you have seven other quarterbacks in the AFC ahead of you
3: yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, that that's kind of my thing. I think that maybe our expectations are a little too high, which kind of sucks because of the price tag, but I could be wrong. And and I really do hope I'm wrong because I want him to succeed here, but yeah, I don't know. I just, I just think that everybody's the $240 million makes everybody think, all right, he's got to be like top three in the league. And I just don't know for sure if that's going to happen, but thanks for taking my call. I appreciate it.
0: Thank you, Chris. Appreciate you as always, uh, you know, yeah, I tend to I get I get real riled up and then I'll thank people at the end because it's a reminder to myself that like it is just and I do this all the time. It's just it, it is a it's a sports call. We're having a sports debate. This is not, there's no I know what I'm in the toy department of life. I know what area of life I'm working in. Cannot let this stuff get to I can let it for a second or two. And then as I leave, I really do. I just have to remind myself, like, thank you for the call. Thank you for whatever because I do appreciate you guys calling. I appreciate when you do. Appreciate you guys listening. It means a lot to me. It really does. So I hope you guys know that's all that is. That's me just recognizing that, uh, yeah, this is, it's a sports debate at the end of the day. Same thing I would do with my buddies. I, I'll get in heated arguments because we're friends. I, I, I treat you the same way. I'll get in heated arguments. I'll, I'll yell at them. They'll yell at me. I'll say, that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Justify that. And then they'll try to do it. And then I'll, I'll try to shoot it down. And then we'll go back and forth. And at the end of it, all right, let me get you another beer. You know, <laughs> I guess that's how, it, that's how this works. That's how it all works. Uh conversation ends. Okay. How's, how's the family doing? We're good. We're good? Okay, good. <laughs> okay, good. Nice to hear the scary part in that last call though, is I think there is a part of you guys that can agree with that sentiment. And, and what I, what I got worried about with the Sando tears was that if we are 11th and with the Sando tears, there was seven other AFC quarterbacks that were ahead of Deshaun Watson. 11 sounded nice, but there were seven other, a- we're in the greatest time of quarterbacking the AFC has ever seen. There's not a better there's not been a better time in the NFL history for the AFC and quarterbacks right now everyone's good it's just the reality it thems the brakes it stinks that this is the situation we finally get a franchise quarterback one you can truly hang your hat on and if we were in the NFC if we were in the NFC we would be battling the 49ers the Eagles and the Cowboys for supremacy there, right? Potentially the Lions will see what happens. But if we were in the NFC, there's not a doubt in my mind that we would be in the NFC title game at a minimum. At a minimum. But in the AFC, I'm battling with Patrick Mahomes, who I think when it's said and done is going to be one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play the position. He has been to five straight AFC title games. He's played in three Super Bowls in the previous half decade and has won two of them. And there's a part of me that wants to rename the AFC conference game to the Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow invitational. That's how many times it's happened. And it might happen a third time in a row. It's insane. But we are just in this this other world for really good AFC quarterbacks. That's why the margin is so thin. It's so incredibly thin that I think if you have to get yourself that 1% or 2% better, and I think this is more than 1% or 2%, by the way, but if you have to get yourself that little bit better by having them play in the preseason – if that's what it takes for him to feel comfortable with, I'll co sign it. I'm not gonna yell at the Browns. Not a chance. Now they gotta do it smart, but if this is what it takes for him to be able to see the field, for him to be able to see game speed, then I'm all about it. Two one six four seven four to below ninety two. If Deshaun wanted to play in the preseason, should he be playing? Wayne up next on the fan. Hello, Wayne.
1: Yeah, uh, Hey, how you doing?
0: Hey Wayne, what's up? Yeah, I
2: feel like he should get a couple reps. I don't think he should play uh,
0: extremely
2: long. Just, you know, put him in there and give him a couple reps, you know. You got to understand about Deshaun. He's supposed to be 4-2 last year. Let's go back to that um, New Orleans game. If um, Mark Cooper don't drop that pass in end zone, that was it, you know. He's been 4-2. But I just think you guys are being a little bit nervous, man. You just, just stop being, you know, like small nervous women, man. It's just wait.
0: See what happens, man. You' gonna be all right, Wayne. Okay, thank you, Wayne. Do you laugh through the misogyny because it's uncomfortable for you, or do you just let it go? It's okay. It's all right. We made it through. The problem is, is that that Saints game. What was interesting about that was that I mean, obviously, it was just it was the weather. The weather was the whole entire thing. That was it was a big part of the weather. Um. I think Deshaun needs the reps. But it's not really about connecting with Elijah Moore or connecting with uh, any other wide receiver. It's not for the reason that I think a lot of you guys think that I'm saying. I'm not saying that he needs to be out there because he needs to make sure that his deep pass looks fluid. He can do that in practice. I'm not saying he needs to be out there because he needs to make sure that on his – 10-yard routes, his timing is 100% correct. I, I don't think it's that either. I really think it's all about watching somebody else on the defensive side of the ball that wants to tear his head off and has the free pass to do so if they're able to get to you in time, where in practice, they're not able to. Miles Garrett has to pull up. He can get to him, but then he's got to pull up. Whoever is playing on the defensive line that will be able to play for the Jets in the Hall of Fame game, for instance, they can come after him. And if you sack Deshaun Watson... A big way to make yourself a lot of money as a backup or anyone else. 216474 to below 92. You're gonna hear from Albert Breer. You're gonna hear from Brady Quinn when we come on back. Their thoughts, but I want your thoughts as well. If Deshaun wanted to play in the preseason, should he be playing? It's overtime with Jonathan Beatle on here with you on the fam. Daryl is going to join us coming up at eight o'clock. We'll get his thoughts on this, asking you guys if Deshaun wanted to play in the preseason, should he be playing? My whole logic on this is that I just I want to see him be comfortable, and if it makes him a little bit better entering week one, you got to start the season hot right away because the Bengals—it's a tough, it's a tough venture out of the gate. You can't rest easy against Joe Burrow. I know this might not seem like a typical take for me. I wouldn't give it out to any other, really, any other quarterback in the league. I'd tell Joe Burrow to sit down himself. Say sit down until they pay you four hundred million. Aaron Rodgers might be the one exception because Aaron Rodgers has publicly stated how he wants to do more of this because he's in a new system and a new setup. But for the most part, there's not too many quarterbacks out there that I would encourage and push out there onto the field. But with Deshaun Watson, if he wanted to do it, I would say, yes, go ahead. See as many snaps as you want. We will make the passes quick. We will make the handoffs be fluid. And we'll put you in a position where you're not going to get hit. Now, I think about the amount of money people have invested into simulating these type of things. Peyton Manning has invested into, and it's not just him, it's a lot of people across football, into the, the quarterback simulator technology. Think about what that is. That's like, uh, it's kind of like the, you know the golf simulator companies. It's like that, but go from there. It's not a video game, but it kind of feels like a video game. It's supposed to be real life, but it tries to replicate real pass rushers. If you tell me that technology is e- is even used by the Browns, okay, fine. But I'll tell you right now, that technology is its like when you go golf in the golf simulators. It's a lot of fun. 25 degrees out, you want to hit some balls around, it's a great time. Fantastic place to go spend an evening. I like doing it myself. I got no issues with it. But when you sign up to play Augusta, it's much different playing Augusta off the simulator than it is playing actual Augusta. There's a difference there, right? And, and they've tried within these, these football pass rush quarterback VR simulations to try to you know replicate what that feeling is like. I just don't believe in it. And I have no idea if Deshaun Watson is even doing such a thing, but I just know there's nothing close to the real thing. And the real thing happens in the preseason game, and for the Browns it happens four times this preseason. You have an advantage that nobody else in the league has. Minus the Jets, obviously, and that you can take advantage of the fact that you have a quarterback that needs a bunch of reps so he doesn't look out, it doesn't go out there like he's seeing ghosts, like what happened in my estimation in that Houston game and then in the following five other games that he played. And sure, there were moments he looked better, but ultimately he's got to look a lot better for $230 million. And if Deshaun wanted to, I'd say go right ahead that would be a risk-reward that I would deem worthy. Because how you start this season, I really do believe, with the amount of times you play the AFC North early on and the 49ers up in your version of Week 5, I just think it matters that you get off to a hot start. I think it matters so much that you get off to a winning hot start. And if you can beat the Bengals Week 1, then I believe you're going to beat the Bengals in Week 2. and you start off 2-0, and you'll take care of the Titans in Week 3, and all of a sudden so much of that burden and so much of the weight of the world that's on your shoulders all gets taken away. There's a very realistic possibility that winning week one could be worth up to and including three wins for this Browns team. That's how important this week one game is. The momentum, the vibe of beating the Bengals could be worth as much as three wins in my estimation. I want to make sure Deshaun Watson puts himself in a situation where he feels the most comfortable. So if we're staying with golf for a second, I want to put him in the situation where he goes up to the first tee and he's not wondering whether or not he's going to hit the ball 250 yards straight to the right or whether he's going to duck hook it to the left. He knows he's hitting it straight down the middle because he's done it before. No surprises. Nothing new. Brady Quinn was fantastic on with Afternoon Drive. You should use the Odyssey Rewind function. Go back and listen to that. We'll have it for you later on tonight because he really was. He was fantastic. 11-20, when we redo interviews, you'll hear Brady Quinn. I thought he was absolutely fantastic. This is what he had to say on the matter. Here we go.
3: he's played enough football that I personally don't feel like he needs it. I personally don't feel like it's worth the risk. You know, you've got 17 games now. And I'm not saying that you're going to look at any of those as kind of warm-ups. But typically, even if you play in the preseason, no one's showing their stuff. I mean, God forbid you're you're actually running some of your third down or red zone plays that you're actually going to run in there in the season. That sort of thing, you know, usually shouldn't fly. And that's why you really want to evaluate the back end of the roster guys, the guys you've got that you're hoping were maybe developing into something. I always feel like preseason is better suited for that. You know, for Deshaun... Whether he plays or not, it's not going to change the stakes of the season or what the expectations are. And I think you want to, given how much you've invested into him, make sure he gets to week one healthy, right? We all saw the Joe Burrow kind of freak calf strain injury. You know, he's probably going to be out for the first first game of the year, and maybe that's not the worst thing in the world, just to ensure that he is going to be
4: healthy and ready to go week one. I would say the same thing with Watson.
0: So I don't think Brady is taking enough into account for Deshaun Watson's unique situation. Normally, I'd be able to say, Brady Quinn, you are 100% right. Again, for about maybe 28 teams in the NFL, I would say don't start your quarterback. It's not worth it. Uh, I wouldn't even play him during a a preseason game at all. This is where I think Sean McVay murdered preseason football. You could book him on charges in 48 states for the crime. Sean McVay changed preseason football, and now nobody takes it seriously. And I do credit him. This is one of those scenarios where I think 95% of football people would have gotten on board with it if it hadn't worked out for Boy Wonder. The preseason now just doesn't matter. And that's fine. It's closer to spring training baseball than it is a regular season game. But the reality is there's a reason why Belichick still plays a ton. Mike Tomlin still plays a ton. Andy Reid and the Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes, has publicly gone on the record, says he loves to be hit in the preseason because it helps him get ready for the regular season. I'm not saying it's a one-catch-all system. There's going to be unique sides to all this, but if the entire league is taking preseason and counting it as it just doesn't matter, don't you think there's got to be some advantage to actually playing the preseason and getting the reps for a guy that has only played six games in the previous thousand days? I do. That's the bet, but I think Deshaun Watson's in such a unique situation that you can't treat him the same way as you would treat someone that's quarterbacking for Carolina or for Houston or Tennessee. you got to treat him different because he is different. His situation has only been done one other time in NFL history in my mind, and that was with Michael Vick when he went 977 days without playing in a game. It's only happened one other time in my mind where someone's been asked to do what Deshaun Watson is being asked to do. I got to get him out there. If he feels like he needs it, I would co-sign the move and I wouldn't yell up and down. Like, oh my gosh, he's out here for too long. No, if he's out there, he's out there for a reason. If he's getting the reps, he's getting the reps for a reason. And again, I'm not putting him out there because I want to see him jive with Elijah Moore and then throw touchdown passes. I'm I'm purely getting him out there for the idea that he needs to see NFL game speed. And, and I know, you know, Brady Quinn right there is like, oh, people aren't unleashing their bag. To hell they aren't. You got a backup defensive lineman playing? You telling me he's not trying his ass off to try to make sure he makes that team? You got a backup backup defensive lineman that arguably, uh, depending who they are, could have made all sorts of college All-American teams, probably made all-conference teams, all these other uh, incredible feats in college football? You telling me that guy is not playing his butt off? Unreal. Of course he is. Of course he is. That's his time to put tape on. That's his time to go ahead and, and showcase what he can do. He's not taking those plays off. He's going to come at you. Two one six four seven four to blow ninety two. Bear up next on the fan. Well, Bear,
1: Uh, how's it going, guys? What's up, man? How you been? Been a while. Yeah, it is, man. You guys were on baseball for a while, so I I
0: kind
1: of do NASCAR in the summertime. So that's all right. uh, I like baseball. I don't. I don't. You know, I'm not anything against it. It's just my sport is is. uh, Football, and I think Deshaun needs to play in at one of the, at least one of those, uh you know, preseason games. what's that two. We have four. Four. Well, I think he needs to play in at least one of them so he can get some timing down. You know, because quarterback timing is everything, and you're not going to get that in practice. You can practice till your, you know, till the cows come home. You're just not going to get the timing down. So, and he's got. Wide receivers that he's not used to throwing to, so I think it would be a good thing. Is it going to translate in the regular season? Who knows? I think we had one year there. We won four, four preseason games and didn't win a single game all oh, year.
0: Yeah, the wins. We're not worried about the wins, Bear. I, honestly, we're right. not. That's why I said, I go back to my, my spring training baseball analogy there with Zach Granke, where Granke just threw 40 mile per hour pitches, but he wanted to work on his pickoff attempt. It's like, you got to treat it that way. Nobody cares about the result.
1: Right. Right, right. It's a tune-up It's basically what you're doing. You're tuning up your arm. You're used to getting hit, right, and so you just get back into the rhythm of things, and and football is a rhythmatic sport, so I would say that, you know, that rhythm's important. If he can go into a preseason game, especially if he's going up against substandard players from the other team, I mean, that's going to pump your ego even when you win that, right? So he hasn't had a lot of good wins that were strong. You know, he's only what, six games? He needs time in the box, baby. So I think that he should do as many as he he can, but not enough to get hurt. Because getting hurt's a real possibility in one of those games.
0: All right, thank you, Bear. Appreciate you as always. Yeah, you know it's. I don't. I think you can do it right. I think. I think there's definitely ways you can do it right. It's jumping out of a plane. At this point, we got it pretty safe. You. You. Your risk of dying jumping out of a plane not that high. We got. We got this down. I can find ways you can protect quarterbacks in these games. I can. Now there's there's always a chance someone goes rogue and someone wants to make a name for themselves. But the stakes are so high for these players on the other end of that, you got to be insane, borderline insane, to after the play is done and after he's gotten rid of the ball to really lay into Deshaun Watson. So I, I wouldn't worry about that. I really would Albert Breer on earlier today, his thoughts on whether or not Deshaun should be playing in the preseason.
4: If I'm them. I play him probably a little bit in the first preseason game, and then you get a lot of reps from him in those joint practices with the Eagles, and then You figure out where you're at and whether or not you feel like he's up to speed. And I think the second preseason game almost becomes a backstop, right? Like where it's like, well, we didn't get a chance to really see what X, Y, or Z looked like in the joint practices. So let's get the first offense out there and play them the game. I think that that's the beauty of the joint practices is that it gets you reps that are close enough to game reps, but you get to do it in a controlled environment where you can kind of, you know, choose the situations that you want to see, choose the circumstances you want to put your players in and control the environment so the guy's not getting getting hit so yeah I mean if I'm the Browns I would probably play him some the first preseason game and then I would take a you know play it by ear approach of the second preseason game and then I think like anything else you probably shut him down for the third preseason game where you have the guys who are down the line out there fighting for jobs
0: all right good stuff right there we come on back Daryl Ryder our Browns insider is going to join us Uh, You can always tweet at me, at JPeterlin. Twitter reactions brought to you by and Jewelers, Cleveland's premier jewelry store. Daryl joins us next right here on The Fan.